The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. The Word of God for this evening is found in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4. Read that together. Here's what the author of the Hebrews writes. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect... He became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. This is the word of the Lord. Some, some industries actually just kind of make me sick to my stomach. They really do because they profit, they profit off of human suffering. Like ambulance chasers. You know, the lawyers who follow the ambulances to the hospital just to make a buck off of lawyer fees. There's another industry that I want to point out tonight that does that kind of thing. They put words in people's mouths. Words that people don't know how to speak or maybe don't want to speak. You know what industry I'm talking about? It's the industry that we call the sympathy card. They profit off of human suffering. You know those cars I'm talking about, right? The ones sitting there, right there in CVS or in Walgreens or the dollar store with the soft colors and the mild colors that say some generic phrase like, I'm thinking of you. Sorry about these hard times that you're going through. I mean, they're really everywhere in Hallmark or Walgreens or you name it will charge you $3 or $4 or $5 just making a buck because somebody lost grandma or because somebody's in the hospital. And it seems like there's a market for this, isn't there? That there's a market for sympathy cards. But I'll tell you this, and I look diligently. I look diligently for sympathy cards for weakness. And I couldn't find them anywhere. Now, I'm not just talking about any kind of weakness. Like, I'm not talking about the weakness that someone experiences when they're going through chemotherapy. There's a sympathy card for that. I'm also not talking about the weakness that you experience when you lose someone that you deeply loved. 
I'm not talking about that weakness either. Neither is the author to the Hebrews in verse 15. He's talking about a completely different kind of weakness. He's talking about the weakness we experience because of sin. That kind of weakness. And there's no sympathy card for that. And we could, we could be explicit about it. We could even go into some kind of detail about what this weakness looks like. This kind of weakness looks like the porn addict, okay, sitting in front of a blinking computer screen. This is the kind of weakness that the author to the Hebrews is really talking about. Or we could talk about this is the weakness of the alcoholic sitting in the bar with a beer can in his hand. This is the weakness that we're talking about. We're talking about the weakness of the lazy person in, in the face of their alarm clock going off in the morning. I mean, this is the kind of weakness that we're talking about. We're not talking about the weakness of the grieving or the weakness of the sick. We're talking about the weakness of our sinful flesh. Actually, I should be more accurate than that. We're not talking about weakness at all, are we? That's what, not what the author of the Hebrew says. He's actually saying in verse 15, he's talking about weaknesses. So it's not just one weakness. It's not even really just two weaknesses. It's weaknesses because... People don't have just one weakness or just two weaknesses. They have a whole bunch of weaknesses. That's what he's talking about, right? He's talking about weaknesses. But really, we could be even more accurate than that, couldn't we? We could depict the situation better than that. We're not talking about weakness. We're not even talking about weaknesses. We're talking about our weaknesses. Isn't that what he says? Our weaknesses? And we could get pretty graphic about these, too. We could get pretty explicit about these, too. I mean, this is the weakness of the husband in this congregation who loves to look at that blinking screen maybe more than his wife. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the kids in this congregation who can't even obey their parents joyfully just one time. Just one time every day. Is that too much to ask? We're talking about the weakness of the married person who doesn't love the person that they promised to love. And who maybe even cuts them off and stops talking to them for a while. We're talking about the Christian in this church that knows that they should pray better. But there's too much weakness. We're talking, about, we're talking about the person in this church who wants to be generous, but struggles, struggles so much to part with their money. We're not talking about weakness. We're not talking about even weaknesses. 
We're talking about our weaknesses. And there's no market for that. There's no sympathy card for that. There just really isn't. I mean, I've never seen a card that a jilted wife will write to his poor, her porn-loving husband, I feel so sad for you. That must be a real struggle for you. I mean, that's just, there's just no market for that. There's no sympathy there. And... <laughs> I still haven't seen the card. Have you? Have you seen the card that the parent writes to that child and say, I feel bad for you that you're so disobedient, rebellious. There's no card for that either. And there's no card that, that a church writes to its member and say, I, you know, too bad for you. Uh, sympathy in my heart that you don't know how to share generosity for the ministry of the Lord. You know, there's, there's just no card like that. There's cards for people who have cancer, right? I feel bad for you, you know, keep up the good fight, something like that. There's, there's cards if you've lost a loved one, but there's no card out there. I haven't found it yet. That says, so sad that you sinned against me. I feel bad for you. You know what we send send instead of cards? You ever thought about this? There's no sympathy cards. You know what we send? Angry little emoticons. (laughs) You know, the ones with the devil ears and the blushed face and and the air puffing out of the nose or we flip them the bird or something like that or angry words or no words at all. That's what we send. But I still haven't seen the card that says, I feel bad for you as you struggle with sin. There isn't one. Unless you're Jesus. Unless you're Jesus. And the author of the Hebrews wants us to understand this on Good Friday. If we're going to get anything out of Good Friday, we have to understand this. And this is what he says. He actually uses a little technique here. It's called the double, double negative. He says, this is what you do not have. You notice that? This is what you do not have. You do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with, see that there, our weaknesses. So we could put this in positive terms. So what do we have? We have a high priest who wants to and who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. Now, how does he do that? Because he himself suffered weakness of the most horrific kind. It was the weakness of the nails in his hands and in his feet. The weakness of the fact that he struggled to breathe. The weakness as he felt the life leaving his body. The cries, as he says in here, of reverent submission as he gave his life for the world. I mean, he knew what it meant to be weak, and yet he never sinned. That's what we have. 
we have someone who is not able to not sympathize. But this is also what we have. This is the flip side. This is the other thing that we know about Jesus. He says, we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. So what we have here is a piling up of words. And what we have then is a priest. We need a priest. Someone who can pray for us. Someone who can intercede for us. Someone who can sacrifice for us. But we have not just a priest, do we? We have a high priest. The high priest who was called and qualified to enter that one time a year into the Holy of Holies to make sacrifice for sin. But we have not just a priest and not just a high priest. What we have is a great high priest. So he enters into a whole new category, doesn't he? Because he goes throughout the heavens with his prayers and his sacrifice so that we can come to God. So this is what we have then. We have a great high priest. Now to be clear, to be very, very clear, it's not just him that has a great high priest. Or her, or them out there. What the writer of the Hebrew says is, we have a great high priest. So nobody's left out. Nobody in this room is lacking a great high priest. The porn addicted husband has a great high priest. The rebellious child has a great high priest. The single person who struggles to remain pure has a great high priest. The broken pastor has a great high priest. It's ours. Everything that he suffered. It's ours. The suffering, the payment, the death, the innocence, the forgiveness, the joy, the giving of life. It's all ours. We have it. He belongs to us. He is our great high priest. And no one, no one here is left out. We have a great high priest. And you know what we also have? We have our weakness. No, not our weakness. Our weaknesses. So the author of the Hebrews, you know what he says? You know how he sums this up? People who have a great high priest. People who have weaknesses. You know what he says? Pray. So we pray. We pray because there we find mercy. We pray because when we need God, He answers because our high priest is that good and that great. You know what else we do? We hold on. 
That's what he says, right? We pray and we hold on. Because we're never going to let go, are we? Not ever. Because we have weaknesses, but more importantly, we have a great high priest. Amen.